Good morning, everyone. My name is Bud. Uh, welcome to the Constipated Christian. Uh, this morning, I'm uh, joined by a couple of friends of mine um, that I met uh, through the Rock, uh, David and Justin. You guys want to say hi? Hey. Hello. How's it going? Uh, so, just uh, Justin is a recent. I, I just met him this morning, actually. But David brought him over. Uh, seems like a beautiful person. I've heard him sing some songs here, and they're gonna share with uh, share with everybody. You know, uh, our kind of our uh, flag thing here is what we're doing is living out our faith rather than just sitting in church and not doing anything. So these guys both, I know David is out and about him. Justin's a friend of his. I know he's being drug along at least probably so <laughs> willingly or unwillingly. Uh, so I met David, I thought um, probably a year or so ago, a couple of years ago, maybe longer. I don't know. I'm, it's probably been about four years. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm old that I don't, I, don't, I don't process well anymore. Anyway, um, I thought it was a Benita Outreach community, which we did do together. But uh, David said he came to church and uh, signed up to be uh, involved. And I uh, was one of the only ones that they reached out to him. And um, at the time, I was doing a kids connecting with seniors at a, like a retirement home. We had uh, beautiful uh, people going over there and just sharing time with the residents, bringing their kids on. And they had a big piano there and they <clears throat> asked if somebody or if I knew anybody, or maybe I said, you know, can somebody come in and play the piano? I can't remember which, but anyway, uh, David came over and just started playing the piano at, uh, during the meal time. So it was an actual, uh, very beautiful thing. So, uh, that's kind of my intro for these guys. Um, I'm going to let them, uh, just kind of talk through, uh, you know, I know a little bit about David and, uh, one of the things that I just admire about him and just love about him is, you know, when I talk about people we've had on before that, you know, some of us say it's just not my not my time. It's not my season. I'm not ready because I'm going through some tough times or whatever. Trust me, David has gone through some tough times, and I assume Justin has too. But uh, they're just plowing through it. They're not uh, holding back. They're not stopping. They're not waiting. So I think God is prompting them. And uh, you know, I've always said we're at our weakest, or we're at our strongest when we're at our weakest. So uh, a lot of us uh, get you know get down to that point, and then. Uh, God just speaks through us in just these miraculous ways. So having said that, I'm just going to scoot back for the microphone. I'm going to let David and Justin just uh, kind of talk, say how they met each other, uh, what's on their hearts, why they do what they do, and uh, just kind of go from there. All right. Thanks, bud. Yeah, I just kind of think about, um, you know, going back to looking at the the, the whole uh, life that I've lived as as a believer from the time I received Christ I was uh, I was 17 years old back in 1995 and was radically encountered by God and one thing about being a Christian it is a, a continual transformation that God is God is always uh, working to bring us to a place of healing that's that's the father's heart is to heal us and some get healed right away in a lot of different areas, whether it's emotionally, mentally, uh, physically, uh, sometimes it's later on in life. And I know about 12 years after being a, a Christian, I ended up moving to Sacramento, going to the rock of Roseville and pastor Francis would share about, um, about transparency. Transparency leads to wholeness. And when, when you are transparent with others and open about that, then you can kind of identify the root at the very uh, core of, of why you respond the way you do in life. And when you look at that root, oftentimes there's a lie that we believe. And God's God's desire is to help us identify that and then replace that lie with God's truth, with God's word. Then our life begins responding out of truth. 
And so that's something I really experienced after being at the rock for five years. Um, the Lord really began to take me through a deep healing from uh, everything that I've been through in my life. And, uh, and really what, what that did is it delivered me from fear. And we know fear is not of God. It actually says that God's love casts out all fear. And so, so God worked with me back then and he's working with me today. And, and that's something he does. He is this, uh, is this continual pursuit that God has towards us of, of, um, reconciling us to him. And then, uh, you know, completing the work that he said that he, he started in us, he said he would complete it until the day of Christ. So he's always working to bring us to a place of healing. So there was a, there was a point in time, uh, where I had gone through divorce and, uh, kind of fell back into some old ways. And during that season, about every few months, I would fall on my face and weep before God. And God would remind me of that day when I was 17, when he encountered me for the first time. And I would repent and ask God to forgive me and then fall again and then repent again. And it was this back and forth thing until one day I decided to go back to the rock. And I remember being in service and not even really feeling like I want to be there or wanting to sing the worship. Um, but when the worship was playing, I decided to open my mouth and began singing. And at that very moment, when I began to worship, the Lord encountered me again, and I just began to weep. And God again was cleansing me, healing me, bringing me to that place of reconciliation with him. And I knew at that very moment, I needed to get plugged in. I needed to get connected with other believers. And so I uh, I went on, on the website and I'm like, I'm going to apply for everything. So um, I am a you know, worship leader. I love to sing, play guitar, drums. And at that moment, I applied for the worship, sent in um, even demos, applied for every single um, opportunity that, that was on the Rock website. And I thought to myself, man, I'm going to be singing worship, get back plugged in with people. And I was excited about it. And the funny thing is, is I never heard from the worship team. But I did get one phone call, and that was from Bud. And Bud gives me a call, and he says, hey, man, um, we need someone to volunteer at Brookdale Senior Living Facility. And I thought to myself, an old folks home. Um, I was, and I was like, okay, God, I told you, what, whoever responds, that's what I'll do. And so I also received a call to be an usher. And, and at that very moment, uh, I felt like God was speaking to my heart saying, you're not ready for the stage. You're not ready to get up there and just start leading worship after everything that you've been going through. I want you to serve. And it reminded me of the verse uh, about, about what true religion is, is to look after orphans and widows in their distress. And, you know, a lot of people think of the word religion and kind of give it a bad name because of how people have acted in the world. And when, when people say, oh, I hate religion, and I say, hey, do you know what the word religion means? And I'll say, hey, religion actually means to look after orphans and widows in their distress. And that's a beautiful thing. You know, when people hear that that's what religion means, it changes their perspective. It changes their mind on that word. And so who better to find, you know, widows than to go to an old folks home? <laughs> and so I went yeah. to the old folks home uh, with my kids. We would take, um, you know, pets with us as well and, you know, bring the guitar, sing, love on people. We got to pray for so many people. Um, it was it was actually a really uh, beautiful thing. And it really began to change my heart as well throughout that season. 
And it was about two years of, of serving is, is where God had kind of placed me. And uh, now just kind of fast forward a little bit going into um, about two years ago when the pandemic hit, um, I ended up losing, uh, losing my job, went on to um, unemployment. And at that time, I, I decided to uh, get plugged into the House of Prayer in Sacramento, which is over off of Harding. And uh, it's a beautiful place, an opportunity for people to come in and, and uh, you know, sit before the Lord, get to know Jesus, um, read their word, worship, connect with other believers. And uh, they're open about 40, 45 hours. Is that right, Justin? Uh, yeah, we've extended to like 45 hours now. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, so their goal is to go 24-7. So if there's any worship leaders out there, definitely connect with uh, Jim or Zach Stillwell over at the House of Prayer Sacramento. You can look, look online. Um, so I was able to go through a couple of internships there and get connected, um, with, with different worship teams and serve there for, for about a year and a half. And, uh, I remember one day, um, just dealing with anxiety, which is something I've dealt with most of my whole life, um, driving, driving home. And I had this anxiety that was, that was really uh, overwhelming. And I just began to pray and, and talk to the Lord about it. And as I'm driving past Royal Park, I see homeless people and the Lord just burdened my heart out of nowhere. And I just began to weep and, and just thought about that same verse. What is true religion to look after orphans and widows in their distress? And if you think about it, the homeless community are technically orphans. Their family doesn't know what to do. They don't know how to help. They've kind of stepped back and they don't, they, their hands are tied and they feel like there's nothing that they can do to help their kids. And so they're technically left as orphans. And the Bible also says that he would place them in families. And so, you know, what, what do the homeless need? They need you. They need me. They need people because they're just people that are in need of relationship. And I remember a friend of mine coming out to do worship one night at the, at the park. And she asked the gentleman, hey, so is there anything that I can get for you? You know, anything that you need? And he said, no, I'm good. I don't need anything. And she, she came to the car with me and she said, Hey, I don't know what to do. He said, he doesn't need anything. How, I don't, I don't know how I can help him. And I told her, I said, you know what he needs? And she's like, yeah, what, what is that? She, he, he needs you. He needs another person to connect with him. And that's all he needs. And that just opened her eyes up to a whole new idea. She's like, I'm going to bring board games and come out here and play games and just help hang out and connect. And so that, that is really, I believe the way to, to, to reach the homeless is to really get to know their hearts, get to know their background, understand where they're coming from. Why are they hurt? Why are they broken? You know, what led them to that place and, and becoming family to them. And so the Lord showed me a verse uh, as I was reading the word in Proverbs, it says that a generous man will prosper. And it also says that those who refresh others, they themselves will be refreshed. And that verse has been kind of like my life verse for the last year and a half, where here I am dealing with anxiety, but when you refresh others, that you will be refreshed. And as I began to refresh others, as I began to pour out my life because of the gifts that God has given me of life, of peace, of joy. So God gives me these gifts. They're not just for me to hold on to. They're for me to give to somebody else in the areas of healing in your life that God has given you. Those are areas where you can impart that healing into other people's lives. And I think a lot of people get 
um, you know, kind of hung up on, well, I'm not really ready. I'm not really at that place in my life where I can reach out because I'm still going through this or I'm still needing healing in this area. My thought is, well, God has healed you in some areas and in those areas you can impart into others. In those areas you can relate with others and you can be a light to people by pouring out your life in the areas that you are healed in. And I guarantee you that when you begin to do that, God will begin to heal you in those other areas as well, because he does call us not just to be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. And that, you know, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, by grace that we're saved through faith, and it's not of ourself, but it's the gift of God. And it's not by works so that none of us will boast, but it's a faith that's infused with works. Works will follow. Why do we do works? It's because of what Christ did on the cross. It's a way for us to say, thank you for what you did. Thank you for what you did in my life. Now, Lord, I want to bless you. I want to give you glory by by giving these gifts back out to others and by by loving people with a love that is of you, God. And so, you know, it's interesting because God really began to fill me with his love in, in a way that I've never experienced after being a Christian for over 20 years, where my heart was going out to people in a way that wasn't of myself. It was the love of God. And God wants to use us as vessels to to love people and he loves them through us and how amazing is that the god of the universe would choose a sinner like you to use you to impact another person's life for change so through that season i uh, i just continued to reach out to people continued to hang out with the homeless and get to know them and hear their hearts and a friend of mine invited me out to uh, the homeless shelter out in Roseville. And he said, Hey, this guy over here, uh, his name's Justin and he's actually a, uh, a musician. And so my heart kind of left. I'm like, all right, another fellow musician. I'm, that's exciting. I want to meet this guy. So I saw him from a distance. And when I saw him, I just had this overwhelming love for him in my heart, not something that I can conjure up on my own, but this is, this is God's love. And here's the beauty of when we do things out of the love of God, then God does the work. He, he doesn't make us responsible for people's change. He doesn't, he doesn't place it upon us that we, we're the ones that change people, but it's when we love people with God's love, the Holy Spirit works and impacts that person's life and the Holy Spirit draws them in and then God begins to do the work. And so I just went up to Justin, introduced myself and I said, Hey man, there's this place called the house of prayer in Roseville, bunch of musicians playing music. I heard you're a musician and he said, yeah, man, I'm a musician. And I said, you should come check it out. And he goes, okay. And so I left and didn't think anything of it. He reaches out to me said, Hey, I'm going to go to the house of prayer. And I was like, Oh, he's actually coming. That's cool. So he came to the house of prayer and, um, just to share a real quick backstory on this. So when he, walked in our buddy josh was one of the uh the guys that that goes to the house of prayer he said he saw demonic activity all over him and he said god spoke to him and said you're going to pray for this man and he's going to be delivered and i'm going to give you the grace to do it and so justin comes in he's sitting in the front with me and at one point he he starts to get anxiety and feeling a little bit overwhelmed a big crowd a lot of people and I remember him walking out. I went and checked on him and said, Hey man, 
the way God thinks about you, the way God feels about you, you know, you don't have to stay, but if you want, you know, I can take you back home or if you want to stay, you can stay. And, uh, he ended up coming in and sitting down and, uh, I'll kind of, I'll kind of pass it over to Justin now, um, share with us your experience that you had once you were sitting there in the house of prayer. Yeah, it was really interesting because, um, I had, I had just gone through a process of complete, um, deconversion. I had, um, I had been raised in the church and, um, it, you know, I remember reading the scriptures and, 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 you know, not, not doing them, you know, it was like, you know, Jesus had told me that the whole world would hate me. And, um, you know, my, my, I didn't have any real love for him. And so, um, yeah, I just had a really hard time actually following and putting into practice any of these scriptures into my life. And so I ended up getting into drugs and all this kind of stuff, a lot of confusion, um, you know, kind of like David was saying, a lot of um, a lot of demonic activity that especially started to take form after I had just completely walked away from the church and been like, you know, what, I, I, I really don't it really doesn't seem to me like anybody's following any of what this book says. And then I started to watch all these atheist videos. And I just remember the the process I went through of like this deep grieving and mourning and fear, like, wait, is there really no God? And I think it was just about two weeks, two weeks prior that, that I had been like going, going around to my friends and saying, you know, I, I was raised Christian, but I'm not Christian because as far as I was concerned, Christianity was just any other religion and they were all doing it wrong. And, 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 and God wasn't involved at all. And, um, and it, I don't think um, I don't think God was gonna put up with that nonsense for for very long, because I, I went to the house of prayer and I remember seeing singing and and there was this nostalgia, and um, you know I was I was lifting my hands and I knew I was worthy of worshiping God or I knew I knew I knew it was it was it felt so good to like be back in this place of comfort for me where I was just surrounded by the saints, and then. Um, you know, I, I ended up getting that anxiety and walking out and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to sit through this. And, um, and then, yeah, I, I looked over and on the wall, there was a scripture that said, I have set, it is uh, Jeremiah six, um, or I think it's Isaiah 62. And, um, the Lord says, I have put watchmen on your walls, Jerusalem day and night, they shall never hold their peace. And I remember looking up at that scripture and just being encountered by the Holy spirit. Like, wow wait, is this real? Like, is this really happening? And, you know, my, and, and so I think for the first time in my life, rather than coming to God because I was insecure or, or coming to God because of some kind of religious duty, I actually just sat down with my head held low and tears streaming down my face like god how could you ever accept somebody who has wrecked their life like me and completely turned away and ab- abandoned you like me and um that was when um they came and prayed for me and and i remember um somebody laying hands on me and I'm, there's actually a um there's a <laughs> david has the video of it it was really interesting but um you know um josh is sitting there he he laid his hand on my stomach he's like fire and like it was like god just like a whole year that i had devoted to atheism got wiped away as if it had never happened and and i just you know david called me later and um 
you know, I, I think I think in this instance, it, it kind of reminds me more of like, you know, like the almost the the like the act style kind of um, ministries that were going on where 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 Paul is like, you know, I didn't come to you preaching philosophy or like some kind of earthly wisdom, but I came to you with Christ preached, Christ crucified and a demonstration of the spirit's power and that was the first time or well maybe not the first time in my life but but the undeniable time in my life where i had actually experienced the spirit's power the power of the forgiveness of my sins for me to for the first time in my life not be able to hold my head up to heaven because for the first time i realized that all i had earned was my wages which was death and 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 god wasn't pleased with that. And I think God wanted to bring me into a deeper revelation of who he is and show me the things that he is doing around the world. And so now, you know, as I listen to sermons and as I see the things that are going on in the world as, as, as we prepare in, in, in the age that we're in, I just, I see the glory of God everywhere and, and, and more and more in my Christian walk, God has manifest himself to me as I as I make room for him in my life to, to actually seek him and pursue him and follow these things that he's asking me to do. And now I'm not, I'm not making any claim to perfection. I mean, I, I, even though I was raised in the church, I feel like I just recently gave my life to Christ this last year. And I think from the first, for the first time, rather than it being something that I knew, it was something I had decided. You know, it's like that old song, I have decided to follow Jesus. And so that, that was the difference. And so I got baptized and I was like, Lord, I'm committed to you. I'm, I'm committed to doing what it is that you have for me. And so right now, even I'm just, I'm in a season of, 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 of waiting and just getting to know who the Lord is and, and spending a lot of time in the scriptures and, and being fascinated, you know, just fascinated by, by God and the glory of God. And, and I, I believe what he says is true. And I believe in, in these miracles, I believe that they're happening today. I've seen them happen today. I'm one of them. And so it's just, it's, it's been, um, you know, almost a year and a half since then. And I've just been astounded by by the love that God has poured out of me. You know, sometimes I just walk into my room and I look around at everything I have and I'm just overwhelmed. I'm like, "Lord, you love me despite my sin. Like you you there's a place that you've been preparing for me even in my sin. And all I had to do was actually come to you." And so it was it was just a a really good experience and um you know, it's like now that I've received that, you know, I, I don't know how I could ever walk away at, at this point. It's like, you know, um, Paul says that there's there's neither height nor depth, um, uh, angels, demons, principalities or anything that can um, that can separate us from the love of God. And sometimes I don't feel that way, <laughs> but 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 that's the promise. And um, and so. Yeah, it's just been a, a, a really interesting journey for me. That's awesome. So, you know, we talked uh, last week a little bit about the evidence of our faith. You know, we talked about uh, putting Christianity on trial, so to speak. Like, you know, we want people to test our faith. <clears throat> and I think it was Nick that said, you know, we should uh, have somebody come on the podcast that is a recipient of James one twenty two, rather than the 
the uh, constipated Christian that's actually going out and we're trying to get them to go out and do something. So I didn't uh, plan on Justin coming. David just said, I'm going to bring a guy with me or whatever. That uh, So here we go. I mean, to me, this is full circle that uh, the reason that we want people to get out and go and get up out, out of church and just start living the mission. I mean, if this isn't proof uh, perfect of what this is supposed to look like, I, I, I don't know what would be. And especially I didn't know the part about being the atheist. But, you know, Francis was an atheist for you know seven years or whatever. But um, just, just to go through all that and then hear you talk, you know, uh, just being, uh, you know, uh, I hesitate to use the word uh, reborn, but I guess it's okay to use the word reborn. You, you were a Christian before and now you're reborn. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, I just wanted to reiterate that uh, evidence of our faith that this is why we, you know, want to do it. People say, well, I don't know, you know, I'm, uh, like David said, by grace we are saved, that's uh, eight and nine, but verse 10 of, of Ephesians is to do good works. So, I mean, this is why we do it. And this is how we grow the kingdom. This is how we show people who we are rather than just talk about it. So I just want to put that in there. Amen. And Justin, um, you know, how, how long were you, before I met you, how long uh, were you out on the streets or, or homeless? I think um, from the when I was 19 years old, I got kicked out of my house, um, my dad's house for cooking drugs. And, and um, I just went on a, I, I went on a rampage. I ended up in the rave scene for three years. Then it was in and out of psych wards, in and out of um, uh, rehabs. Uh, you know, I, I would I would build up something and then lose it and then build up something, relapse, lose it, build up something, relapse, lose it, re build up something, relapse and then and then lose it. And it was, uh, you know, so from the time I was 19, I'm 32 now. So, you know, 13, 13 years, wow. it, I was struggling with finding any kind of stability. Right. Yeah, that's that's um, you know, it's amazing how God can take someone's life in a moment <laughs> when you encounter the love of God and transform it. And so now Justin, you know, he's got a car, he's got a job, he's got a place, and he's also leading worship at the house of prayer. And uh, him and I, him and I have become you know, best of friends. And and one thing that's that's important is when we when we go out and we share the gospel, or we uh, we meet people. You know, there's there's something uh, really important to add to that, and that is discipleship, because discipleship is is uh, is is the part where we can walk alongside them. You know, and so, you know, thank God I was on unemployment for a year and a half. I had the time, and I was able to really hang out with Justin for a good solid year. We would hang out and talk almost every day, and you know, fellowship, get into the Word. You know, as he's going through things of, of this new walk with the Lord, you know, he would have questions and I'd be able to share with him my experiences and, and what the word says and whatever God was placing upon my heart to encourage him in that time. And so there was this beautiful uh, friendship that came out of this. And now him and I do worship together. And so it's uh, it's it's been a beautiful thing. And I'm excited because this is God's will. This is how God works. This is what God has called us all to you might not have the gift of evangelism, but God has called us all to share our faith. He says to be ready to give a hope for the answer that lies within you with gentleness and with respect. And, and there's an opportunity, you know, you might be the closest someone comes to Jesus when you encounter them. And so if you have that opportunity to love somebody right where they're at, you know, share your heart, share, share your testimony. The Bible says that our, we overcome by the power of our testimony and by the blood of the lamb. And so um, just want to share a real quick song with you guys. 
we're, we're probably going to just talk it through because you're not going to have time. You're only going to have like two minutes or whatever. So we'll go ahead and talk this through to the end and then we'll start up another one. And Nick, you can uh, just kind of splice in their song when we're at the end um, or in this next um, you know, segment. But I also wanted, uh, you know, something that Justin was talking about that, uh, you know, we talk about our season's not a good season or whatever. So for 13 years, you're up, you're down, you give up, you're, you know, I mean, so, you know, don't give up, I think is the, you know, what, uh, you know, God's timing, our time, it seems like, you know, God would have acted much sooner than 13 years. Why would he let you go through all this? So, you know, and the same with you, David, I mean, you've gone through stuff up and down, up and down, up and down, but you know, that's who we are. I mean, we're fallible human beings, you know, we're right. terrible people if you think about it compared <laughs> to God. So, I mean, you know, we're all just these lousy sinners one day and then we're Christ-like the second day. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's, right. or even, in the, even in the same day, you know, so, uh, <laughs> It's just this constant struggle. And I, I just want to reiterate, because he just said such a beautiful thing that, you know, just being uh, struggle, stressed, you know, whatever. It's just uh, there's no reason to stop, keep trying. I mean, you're going to fail. You get up. You're going to fail again. You get up. And, um, you know, that's just a, a, why he is like he is. And, and he'll be able to talk to other people. And, and he'll be more relatable to people that are going through all this kind of stuff. So I just want to uh, throw that in there. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Justin and I are going to share just a quick song that's had a huge impact. A lot of you might have heard of it. It's Reckless Love. Um, definitely been a song that that's really hit me at, um, at times in my life where God is always chasing after us, even when we're not looking, even when we're running from him, that God is chasing after us. He just desires to have that fellowship with us. Um, and, and as believers, if you're struggling, um, you know, be encouraged by the scripture that says, walk in the light as he is in the light and have fellowship with one another so that the blood of Jesus is continually cleansing you from sin. There's something in fellowship with others where we activate the blood of Jesus and it cleanses us from sin. And even in the, in the, in the midst of fellowship, you'll notice that you don't fall into sin a lot of times when you're fellowshipping with believers because you're, you're too busy talking about the Lord. You're too busy encouraging each other. You're too busy uh, reading the word together. And so, you know, continue to fellowship, continue to encourage one another. The Bible says, let us encourage one another daily as long as it's called today so that our hearts are not hardened by sin's deceitfulness. It also says to continue meeting and don't get out of the habit of it as some are, but do it even more as you see the day of Christ approaching. So this is something we need daily, something we need throughout our day is to acknowledge him in all of our ways. God will set your path straight. God's desire is to give you a path that is straight. So continue to keep your mind fixed on things above, things that are lovely, noble, and pure. And so you ready to share, Justin? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> all right, let's do it.
beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And uh, what an appropriate song for, like David, you know, alluded to that Jesus just chases after us, even in this reckless times. I mean, I've heard so many people say that I was at the depths of my, uh, gosh, you know, my uh, drug addiction or my alcoholism or whatever. We were at the place yesterday, went to the food pantry and just met people over there that just shared a couple of stories that just like, you know, you never know when God is going to encounter you. You wouldn't think that he would encounter you in these, gosh, you know, for lack of a better word, uh, just a dirty, filthy moment that we're in. And then he's right beside you. It's just like, yeah, you know, you're almost, you know, sometimes I'm almost embarrassed when I'm in these terrible times and then he's right mm -hmm. there with me. I think, oh my gosh, I don't want you here right now. You know, right. let me get through this, you know. But on the other hand, he, he's got to be there because he's the only one that can get you through. So what a beautiful song, and I just want to thank you guys both for coming on. This is uh, part of my Buds on the Prowl, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, pr uh, process of looking for people that uh, uh, the, I just want to share testimonies that uh, have also been impacted by other people. So this is a beautiful time. So well, thank you guys again for coming on. Thank you all. for Thank you for having us. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Constipated Christian Podcast. However you are tuning in, be sure to follow or subscribe, as well as leave a rating and review. If you are interested in learning more ways on how to live out your faith, you can visit our website at theconstipatedchristian.org. And if you'd like to leave Bud or one of our guests a comment, you can email it to theconstipatedchristian at gmail.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.